the giant Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Ram Castillo, and in this podcast, I'm bringing to you top experts from various industries worldwide to learn from their success and to help us become better designers, creatives, and giant thinkers. Hello, wonderful giants. Ram Castillo here. Welcome to episode number 28 on the Giant Thinkers podcast. I hope you've been keeping that fire of optimism and perseverance alive as we hit the halfway mark of 2016. June that just passed was actually a very special month because it marked one year since the launch of this show. June the 2nd, 2015 to be exact is when it all started. Now, whether you've been listening since the beginning or you're a newcomer, I want to thank you for your support along this journey as we celebrate this birthday together. I appreciate every single one of you. And if ever you need to reach me to share your feedback or just to say hello, you know where to find me on all social media channels. My handle is The Giant Thinker. Now, I can't wait to introduce another inspirational guest today, overworked as a senior graphic designer to the point of having health issues. She actually quit her job in mid-2015 and has been on a journey of awakening ever since. She is known for creating beautiful and intricate masterpieces made of fruits and vegetables to craft daily creations that make you look twice. The use of natural ingredients helps to nurture her mind and inspire sustainable creative living. In her own words, she says, What I have discovered in my one-year journey is that perhaps we don't know what our passions truly are until we fully live a life. Passion is too distorted and disguised in this noisy world. Passion changes all the time. But what doesn't change is our deeper, authentic self, which will always guide us to do the best things for ourselves and others. I highly suggest hopping onto your Instagram as you listen to this and type in mundane underscore matters. That's M-U-N-D-A-N-E underscore matters on Instagram and just have a look at her fascinating work. She's been featured in exhibitions both in Paris and Sydney, and in more than 30 online publications and TV channels, including Food Network US, Huffington Post Japan, Mashable, Design Boom, Trendland, Beautiful Decay, Design Taxi, and loads more. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to share to you a quick story about a gentleman named Mike. One busy afternoon in 2003, Mike accidentally saved over an invoice and lost his work. Then and there, the inspiration for a now global company called FreshBooks was born. Eight years later and over 5 million users strong, FreshBooks has grown to be the number one cloud-based invoicing software for small businesses. Perfect for freelancers out there, such as myself, Easy to send invoices, track time, manage expenses, and get paid online. Tina Roth-Eisenberg, founder of Creative Mornings, aka Swiss Miss, said, 
it saves me a huge amount of time. Forbes said it is incredibly user-friendly and CNET says it's refreshingly straightforward. The list goes on. It's been featured on Fast Company, Mashable, TechCrunch, and USA Today. Some of my favorite features personally include creating and sending an invoice in under 30 seconds. Your clients can pay you online, including using their credit card. And it even shows you whether or not a client has looked at the invoice you've emailed. FreshBooks is offering a month of unrestricted use to all Giant Thinkers listeners, totally free right now. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash giant and enter Giant Thinkers in the how did you hear about us section. Really important. Once again, that's freshbooks.com slash giant. Alrighty, it's a pleasure to introduce the artist behind creations such as the carrot lightsaber, sweet potato toilet, and eggplant vampire. I present to you the creatively quirky and colorful Dan Ling Xiao. Dan Ling Xiao, welcome to the Giant Thinkers podcast. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And you? Um, fantastic. So we were actually introduced by Robin Wakefield, who was on episode number 26. And I'm so glad she connected us because I've never met anyone who does what you do. Oh, thank you so much. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> Very overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay. It's, it sounds like it's, it's, um, it's quite interesting to put a voice to uh, someone that creates such profound artworks and um, we'll get to that um, in more detail later. But uh, first off, I usually have an icebreaker question for all my guests. Your one is, if you could talk in your sleep, what would you say? Okay. Um, uh, I think it depends on where where I travel to in my sleep. I think we, we travel to a lot of spaces in, in our sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the other night in my dream, well, I was telling a lady that, you know, the, 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 there was a stamp on the floor was my property and I wanted to tell her that it was my property. But instead, I just told her that it's priority. And, <laughs> and I just could not even pronounce priority properly. So it becomes like priority. And yeah, it was just embarrassing. And um, But I can't really specify what I really want to say in my dream, but um, definitely not priority because it's a very, very stressful <laughs> word. <laughs> I like that. That's that's really funny. I um, I can't even think about what I say. I I think I'm just a mute when I'm <laughs> when I'm in my dreams. I'm usually just like yeah. I mean, one of the most bizarre things that I've ever dreamt was um, I was escaping from a samurai camp in wow. in some Japanese or yeah, some Asian um, sort of uh, training camp. Mm. And then I managed to escape hundreds of ninjas. (laughs) (laughs) And then I ended up in a cave with 11, and I specifically remember this, 11 lions. Wow. So there was not much talking, uh, more running. So there you go. Um, So where would you say your expertise lies, Dan Ling? I think like yourself is storytelling. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
I started as a, a graphic designer like yourself, and mm. I think graphic design itself is already a way of telling a story. And uh, and these days, I also do a lot of things for Monday Matters, which involves a lot of um, making pictures and and writing about your dreams, things like that. Yeah, amazing. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Monday Matters, by the way. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um. Uh, very shortly. So to give us some context, though, can you tell us a little about your childhood and how you grew up? Um, Can you believe it was quite boring? (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) No, it's true. Um, So I moved to Australia when I turned 18. Okay. And um, before that, I spent just all my life with my parents in in China. And uh, I used to think that it was just so dreadful um, after I moved to Australia and seeing, you know, we have so many parks and, and beaches, it's just beautiful landscape and nature here. Mm. Um, and instead of that, we, we spent a lot of time playing video games, playing jigsaw puzzles, reading Greek mythology. It's just random um, <laughs> in Chinese as well. And uh, I think the only one time I, I sort of touching the... The arts was my teacher trying to persuade it to to persuade my mom to take me to her drawing class, mm. and I went there twice or three times, but then I gave up. And mom took me also to piano lessons. I could not like it, and then she took me to um, a, a gymnastics class as well. But it, that was even worse because I just cannot stop crying. Mm. Um, yeah, so my grandma used to tell me that you you have learned so many things, but you are not good at anything. <laughs> that was just heartbreaking. And your, uh, your grandmother sounds brutal. <laughs> I think so, but you know what? We we spent a lot of time um, cleaning their windows and and chairs for them when when they were playing mahjong. Mm, and after yep. after they play mahjong, we have to clean their mahjong as well. So I think one good thing is that I think she knows that I'm very good at cleaning. <laughs> That's a, a good life skill to have. Yeah. So, okay. So let me backtrack a bit. Your, you said your mom introduced you to drawing through drawing classes. Yeah. Um, and then also even piano and then gymnastics. Yeah. So <laughs> what does your mom do? Oh, she's uh, she just being a mom. Um, yeah, my my dad has his own businesses, and mum is just uh, working mm. for us for yep. the kids. Stay, yeah. stay at home, mum. Make sure you know, which is truly a respectable uh, full time job in itself. Yes, if not definitely. if not more. Um, very cool. So, and your dad, you said, has uh, had his own business. Is that correct? What was he yeah. doing? Um, he he owns a factory. Um, and he just, it's, he, he's, his life is quite interesting. Um, over the years, he's just experimenting with different things, manufacturing, most of the time just manufacturing. Mm. Um, yeah, but he, he never stopped working and he just, he has his own garden and just plant fruit and vegetables mm. with his cat. Yeah. Any, any siblings? Uh, yes, my brother. Ah. So my brother is in, in Australia. Older brother, younger? Younger. Younger. Okay. What, yeah. does he, what does he do? He's a chef. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I'm just trying to make the connections because, you know, it's um, it's interesting to uh, 
see the patterns of mm. someone's childhood like yourself where you dabbled in in the arts, in the music, in the um, sport, I guess mm. you could say. Um, and and what I've read, you also got into accounting. Is that correct? Yes, that's when I when I came over here, I went to high school and yes, then I started um, accounting in Macquarie University, but I, I dropped it after a year and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so then you did that and then, and then how did you get into design? Did you study at a private college or yeah. design school here or in, yeah, in I, Sydney? Yes. I went to um, KVB. Ah, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then, and then that's how you kind of got your foot in the door. Um, in, in your first job was actually with Robin Wakefield. Is that correct? Um, yes. My first job was, um, was at a digital agency and I was there interning and being a junior designer for three months. And after that, it was uh, the financial crisis. So (laughs) (laughs) one day I went in very happy and they were like, darling, I'm so sorry you're out. Oh, okay. What am I going to do? Um, Yeah. So, but then it was a long struggle of just finding a job because uh, I think because I'm Chinese and probably there's uh, some sort of I don't know wrong perception that I don't know. I I, I guess as a uh, being Chinese, I felt that kind of disadvantage when it comes to finding a job as a designer Mm. because a lot of these needs some very very good communication skills. And, um, yeah, and, and Robin just say, yes, our door is open for you. So that was, I, I still think that Robin is just my, I don't know, my savior. Mm, one of yeah. your biggest mentors, I would, I would imagine as well. Definitely. Um, and a very, very good friend. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> she did share that story about you, um, taking her out for, uh, what was it? Duck chins duck chins yes sorry almost escaped my mind but it was um still fresh there you go um so so let's talk about mundane matters which is what um many people know you uh uh, from and of uh Mm. all the things that surround mundane matters for those that don't know Mm. about it what is it and how did it all begin so mundane matters is really just my personal practice which I explore my creativity using fruits and vegetables as artistic medium, mm. which means I don't have to spend a lot of money on, you know, paint and, and I don't know, canvases, especially that for someone who like me, I'm, I'm not very good at painting. Um, yeah, but the core part is really just me sharing my thoughts on Instagram through the creations using these natural ingredients every day, um, uh, mostly about creativity, mindfulness, and uh, sustainability. Mm. And then on the other side, I also try to create some sort of um, sensory experiences, such as um, the workshops that I'm running now uh, for other people, just based on what I have been doing in the past year. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what gave you the inspiration for the name um, "mundane"? Yeah, matters. So, I think it can be two ways. It's mundane does matter. Yeah. Or mundane things. Yes. Yes. That you. you yeah. You're right. Um, 
So it, it sort of it, it was like a tagline from my old Instagram profile, which was also the beginning of this project, and、uh, and that was three years ago.、Mm. So、um, back then it was much more like a spontaneous activity. I I I did every now and then. And、um, I was going through a lot of、um, unexpected changes、mm. in life,、um, lots of self doubts and uncertainty. So I needed that kind of as a way to to meditate. But then it comes to myself that okay, these are things that are actually in in our daily life that we don't pay attention to. So maybe these things really do matter. Mm. When it comes to a sense of I don't know,、um, like a sense of touch, a sense of just being mindful about your the things around you. If if you don't mind me asking, can you、mm. you, you mentioned something that I think、um, has certainly struck a chord in me, and and I'm sure many of the listeners. But、mm. you you felt you use the term、uh, terms self doubt. Yeah.、Um, and then you had used your art, which. As you've said,、uh, has been from the sculpting in a way of fruit and vegetables into、mm. these stories.、Um, can you give us an example of of that of 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 that moment?、Mm, I think that moment comes when when you are when you are working so hard and things just it, it, your heart just don't. You feel right that、mm. you you just feel what what am I doing here? I think that is、uh, probably the biggest self doubt to me. So in your in your work, would you say? Yeah, in、uh, yeah, I think most most of the time at work,、mm. I would be just doubting myself. <laughs> what am I doing? You know,、mm. yeah, that kind of sense, and and that also leads to um, uh, how I quit my job last year,、mm. which um. Yeah, you you know a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, it it does、um, definitely lead me to to my next question. So、mm. in in May this year, actually, you wrote、uh, you co-wrote with Cam McKellar an article on your blog titled "A Practical Guide on Quitting Your Day Job and Living Your Passion."、Uh, I love that title. Thank you. But what was even more、um, profound was it's it's not. It's not only what the title suggests; it's much more. And in this, you poured tons of vulnerability and self-actualizations with equal parts practicality,、mm. uh, which is great. So, needless to say, it was deeply moving for me and many hundreds who have shared the article.、Um, and if I may read a snippet of it,、mm. you wrote this: First of all, you have to understand that I did not have. Any plan to establish any personal brand or open any business? The only reason why I quit my job was because I was overworked. I was working as a senior graphic designer and was in training to become a digital strategist, copywriter, and studio manager. Not only was I constantly nervous, the stress from work also affected me physically. I started to have paranoia that I might have some incurable diseases. I had to stop working. Now that's pretty powerful stuff. Wow, I I really love your reading. I, I'm just enjoying <laughs> it. It's so good. That's how I heard you saying it to to me as I was reading it. <laughs> wow. Um, Danlene, can you tell us more about this stage in your life? Um. Yes, of course. 
I think it, it's interesting now. I look back or, or just listen, listen to what you are talking. Um, I think without that experience, I wouldn't probably probably travel this far in such a short time. And that's only been a year, a little bit more than a year. And um, I'm always, always very thankful for it. And uh, I think I learned a lot about my potentials and how far I can push myself at the time. But then it was like, you know, a trigger to to sort of understand yourself a bit more that what kind of life do I really want to live? Mm. And, um, and then back, I think if I just tell you a little bit about why I was working so hard. Go for it. Um, since I started design school, because uh, as you know, my parents wasn't um, initially uh, just um, agreed with what I'm what I wanted to do. Just anything related to the arts is um, it's a no for them. You have to study accounting or finance or you know being a banker. But then, so I guess up to that point, I had I had always been very ambitious hardworking perfectionist so um it gave me a lot of back pain too and um, i'm still having it now so back pain um, did you say yeah mm. yeah okay it's a i think a lot of stress just go to your body but but you tried i think for me i was just trying to ignore it rather than acknowledge that this is probably not right for me mm. i totally uh, resonate with that yeah yeah i don't know if you have back pain <laughs> i think i think just the notion of yeah. The inner emotion affecting and manifesting physically. Yes, definitely. Is for sure a, a connection. But yes, go on. Mm. Yeah, like you said, I th- I think when when what you do is not aligning with your heart, then things are going to collapse one day. Mm. And it's just a matter of time. So I think at that stage I was just collapsing and and. I wanted to just enjoy life mm. as the way it should be. And I think it's almost it's almost not even the feeling of burnt out. Like yeah. the burnt out is still, I don't know, in my mind anyway, it seems quite of a temporary thing mm. where whereas uh temporary in that um you know you can take a week off and then you'll you'll probably be better in in being more energetic, recharged, um, mm. and and having that fresh air um, mm. in your uh, in your lifestyle that's needed, but but it's almost like what you're describing is a um, it it can't be fixed with a band aid. You know, it's yeah, it's, definitely. It's a now a a lifestyle choice. Yeah, I think so too. Also. Just the lifestyle that you have also depends on, I think if you have a higher purpose in life, it makes things more reasonable to me, I think. Like like what you do with uh, Giant Thinkers, I think it's going to inspire and it's going to be useful for a lot of people. Yes. Well, I think when I was sitting back, at the office and working so hard, even on the weekend, mm. it, it make it makes you really think that w- what am I doing here? You know. So how did you overcome that? What would you? What 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 are some practical tips you would share with the listeners? Oh, it's all in the article, so you can read the article. Aha! There you go. <laughs> Love it. 
plug, plug for the article. Honestly, guys and girls, read the article. It is amazing. Where can they read it, by the way? It's just just um, on Monday Matters, right? Yeah, on Monday Matters blog. Um, and that will be maybe like, yeah, it's uh, it was published in May. Yes, I, and I yeah. say where where can they read it? Uh, not 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 that. Um, I was just uh, trying to remember the URL, but I believe it's mundanematters.co.co. Uh, dot, dot co. Dot co. Yes. Yes, uh, forward slash blog. Great. So on Design Boom, uh, speaking of blogs, you express such an honest and underestimated perspective where you said nature itself is already an artist and a designer. I try to keep my materials in their original forms as much as possible to preserve its natural beauty. I love that. Um, can you share to us more about your thoughts here and what you are looking to achieve from from mm. this art? Thank you. Thank. I think that is a very good. Uh, it's a very spot on line. I think uh, I, I love it as well. After I I wrote it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there were two points. I'm probably not so clear in in the sentence, but what I've been trying to do, there are two things that um, I wanted to communicate. The first is uh, that we busy city people take nature too much for granted. And um, we don't really think anymore where our, our fruit and vegetables that we're eating every day come from because they're all arranged neatly in the supermarket and and we're just too busy we we need things uh you know like very convenient um and i think we ignore the fact that these things are part of a plant too before they are transported to us so it is funny to to think that we love the natural landscape so much we see the big picture, we take photos of it, but rarely how many of us actually take our time to appreciate the, the beauty in an apple, mm. right? And then the other thing that I think is their beauty lies in the expressions of um, the organic nature. That's why I thought that um, nature is an artist and, and a designer because everything they it creates is never the same, especially for example the the imperfect fruit and vegetables and um and thinking that we are wasting million tons of it every year they are being in the bin but they are beautiful they're equally edible and um delicious mm. so what i'm trying one thing i'm trying to do with um monday matters is also trying to bring the awareness to this uh, beautiful creature that um I think the more we familiarize with ourselves with something, then the more acceptance we will have for it. So hopefully more wonky vegetables and, and fruits can be picked and served on our dinner table rather than ending up in the bin, I think. Mm, yeah, I mean, so many times have I just like chopped a bit of, um, you know, the the end or look, I'll be honest, I've been a culprit where I'm like, oh, look, that fruit's too bruised, <laughs> um, you know, and it's like, well, hold on a minute. Like, have we actually consciously stopped and gone, um, oh, what can I do with that? <laughs> like, what what could you actually do with that? And I think, you know, you've taken that so far. I mean, what could you actually do with that? Like, I'm no chef, but I'm sure you could make a soup with it or a broth or, you know, whatever with that 
uh, vegetable or, or whatever it is. But um, I think you've taken that idea of mm. of the mundane, the things that we don't stop and notice the 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 beauty of that natural creation, and you've put it on a platform, and you've given, although it's like you know, a a sort of temporary work of art, and then photographed because uh, I've been reading that you you also try to cook or, or eat the um the vegetable or fruit that you've you've made the art with uh of and yeah you eat it right after you've done your um your photograph of it yeah um but i think i don't i just almost think there's uh that it makes it even more special like you you create something that is almost it is it's a one-off like there is nothing that's going to be like that ever again like the Mm. the way that that particular apple or orange or the way that you've cut that broccoli or um Mm. the way the the sweet potato is formed in that way it's it's never really going to be exactly the same even if you tried to replicate it yeah definitely i did try to um replicate it but it, yeah, it wasn't successful at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's the true, mm. that's almost, that's part of its its charm and its, and its storytelling. It's, mm. And I think that's why, you know, tens of thousands of people are resonating with your art. It's, it's, it's taking the familiar. Yeah. As you've said, and it's, and it's, and it's, making it seen in a completely different light. I mean, I was just scrolling through some of them. I thought I'd, I, I'd scroll, scroll through, you know, your entire Instagram account mm. and amazed by every single one. But like something so simple as one of my favorites would have to be, you just got broccoli because I, I eat a lot of broccoli. But yeah. it, so I'm faced I'm with the broccoli all the time, but you've got this piece of broccoli, you've you've chopped a bit out of it so it looks like it's it's uh a um you got a uh a, what do they call it the log mm. the logging man who's like yeah yeah oh yeah the tree cutting the tree cutting man yeah, and, yeah. and you created a tree cutting man out of the base mm. anyway you've got to see it for yourself yeah. for those listening but um so that one is your favorite that would honestly be my favorite because it's just yeah. it's just I don't know. It's it's like I I think it made me amused because I always thought as a kid that mm. they looked like trees. Mm. Like I just go, oh, broccoli's look like little trees, and and like yeah, you you know you've taken you've taken things and and given them a stage. Like you've mm. you brought them to life is what you've mm. done. Um, yeah, I think yeah. we all have that kind of associations with things right and but uh, mostly probably just from you know out of our imagination but not many people uh, really appreciate um taking the time to to exploit um yeah yeah back to that we're just too busy is there a particular message or story you're always trying to meet with each creation or is it purely about what you're feeling in the moment um i always try to align both components together you know either creating an image for the story or or vice versa 
but um, I think they just work both way, and which is the beauty of this, like you know, your own project. You can you can just do whatever you want. You you can interview whoever you like, um, huh. and and you don't have to get things to be approved. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, and the feelings. I think how we feel at, in the moment is already a, a story ready to be told. Mm, I love that. Mm. It. I mean. Do you often go, huh? That looks like that. That sweet potato can look like a pig, and a drawer can come out of it. Like, <laughs> like where does that? I guess I'm trying to like figure out like where does your imagination come mm. from? I think it's quite the funny one because up till now I realized that how all this imagination coming up is just because I'm. So relaxed. <laughs> Can you believe? No, I love. That's good. That's such a practical <laughs> thing. Yeah. Because then you have more time. Just I don't know. Just be in a more kind of dreamy state. Totally. Um, I, I can't really say too much about it because um, then no one is going to hire me as a graphic designer. Because <laughs> like, oh yeah, this this girl is just crazy. <laughs> this girl's way too relaxed. No, I think. Um, look, I, I imagine I'll have a neurologist of some type in the future on the show who can make connections about the brain and dream states and um you know the subconscious mind Mm. Um, i certainly believe that the Mm. as you say the more relaxed you are the more it feels anyway creative yeah totally Mm. it um it can take you to those places um Mm. that sounds like um, a dream we're mad yeah um, <laughs> um so how are you measuring its success like you've created a piece of art mm. and you've gone awesome this orange now you know looks like um <laughs> i've created a horizon with a man in it and yeah it's like amazing and now you've taken a photo of it you've posted it up Mm. How are you measuring the success of this and everything? I think I just I just did it and and I eat it after. <laughs> so it's it's really hard to define success for this project because it is is so almost like some sort of self development. It's just through kind of creativity and just sharing it with other people, um, and and it just happens to echo with a lot of people who are also going through positive changes mm. and. Um, and I think a self-development is a continuous journey that, uh, you know, there are a lot of up and downs in life that we, and we just learn from it. So yeah, I, I don't see anything that I can call a success. You know what I find so fascinating about your answer just now mm. is as I asked you that question, mm. how are you measuring its success? Mm. Um the the question almost alludes to oh what's the tangible thing what's Mm. what's the metric Mm. when you've just answered it as a completely different way of thinking which is Mm. that it's not an end to end uh, experience it's an ongoing experience yeah definitely I I I think to me because yeah I, I guess in in business, you talk about metrics and success, but this is not a business. Mm. 
Yeah. Love it. Okay. So down to the most, most important questions now. Are you ready for it? Okay. <laughs> Which fruit or vegetable have you found to be the easiest or most fun yeah. to create art with? Okay. This is a very interesting question. Um, I've been asked many times about what what is my favorite fruit and vegetables to create art with. Okay. And um and I think why is it so interesting is because suddenly the most common things in our life, say for example, an orange mm. has become so mysterious and everyone wants to know, oh, <laughs> what is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> so is it the orange, would you say? Yes, um, I think they all have their unique beauty, but um, if if I had to choose one, yes, um, it would be an orange because it, it's a dot. And, you know, in design language, the dot is the most basic elements that can become anything. Mm. Yeah. Mm, okay, orange. That's, is it, What what is it about the orange that makes it like, let's say um, it's a canvas, firstly, mm. what, what, is it what is it that's so appealing about it? I think the orange is so round, so you basically can can create any kind of three dimensional thing with it. Mm, it's diverse and flexible. Yeah, definitely, and you can chop it into you know different different shapes. And the other thing that is so fascinating about it is that it is it has an orange skin, and when you peel it, it's um. And if you don't peel it too much, it, it shows the white skin. Yeah. The yes. white thing in, in, inside. And then that's the, the orange meat, yep. which is also fascinating when you cut it. Oh, no, that, that would be a grapefruit, which is similar citrus. Yeah, it's, it's got different textures and different layers that you can yes. you can make different things with. Definitely. Um, so what tools do you use to craft and sculpt your food? Oh, don't use craft. This is too crafty. I just use my normal <laughs> kitchen knives. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I cut it and... A kitchen knife? Yeah. I thought you would have had like a 24-piece army set of like scalpels <laughs> and knives. and No, no none no, of no. that? No, no, no. You only need kitchen knives to do all this because they're quite simple. And um, I think to me, idea is much more important than, than, than skills or techniques mm. and I try to keep the, the process as minimum as possible so um, I can focus more on the mind and, and the imagination side of our brain are, are you how are you cutting the little the little people and stuff like that oh yeah that one um, you do need a little scuffle a very rustic one I have in my um, art tool box okay so um so basically uh, i draw an outline and then cut that out uh, on the paper and then cut the outline out and put it on on like say for example a lemon skin and, it, and you just kind of bit by bit just cut the, the the shape out yes yeah if i said to you make this orange into a clown mm. how long would that take you okay. <laughs> A clown? Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. How long does it take you to make some of these? Mm, some, 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 it just varies from a few minutes to, I think, up to five hours. If, wow. If I have to do some kind of complex photoshopping. So. Got it. Um, That's including a bit of, a bit of um, post, post-production stuff. 
photoshopping. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Um, talk, to, talk to us a bit about that phase, actually. So Photoshopping phase? Yeah. So you, you, you've done the art. You've you set it up. Take a yeah. photo. Yeah. What's your next step? So if that photo is perfect, then it goes to Instagram. Hmm. Otherwise, it goes to my computer and I will be sitting here doing the photoshopping, getting rid of my um, chopsticks, getting rid of um, a few toothpicks. Got it. And um, and some, yeah, some parts I, I do need to kind of do a bit of retouching to make it, you know, the, the round part will be rounder. Just hmm. a bit of cosmetic surgery. Sure, sure. But yeah. not, not too much, right? Like you try to keep it as raw as possible, clean it up yeah. slightly afterwards. Definitely. Um, oh, and by the way, and I, I will just eat it, you know, some if, if it's like a fruit, I will be just eating it um, while I'm doing photoshopping. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So um, with the uh, the photographing, it just occurred to me, you've got these beautiful bright colors. Mm behind as a backdrop yeah how how are you doing that um it just it's all done through a little light box uh-huh. um it's probably maybe like 70 by 70 centimeter okay and uh i just pop some color paper mm. um i got them from the news agency they always have bright color paper yeah that's great um, <laughs> yeah so it's very very simple do you do you have a Create something and go. Oh, that wasn't too great. Oh, I'm gonna just. Oh my god. Or do you, are you always just like nailed it every no. time? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so for my exhibition, I had earlier this year, I think out of 400 photos, I have cre- had created 400. I think so. At the time, it was 400. Now it's uh, 500 something. Um, I I can I could only choose maybe 20 of them wow. as like part of for the exhibition it, it was very hard, hard to to sort of choose the one that appeal as perfect to me i think I, most of the things are, are crap tell us yeah okay, well tell us about how how did you curate your own 400 pieces down to 20 oh it's it's quite a trick i think what were I you think... thinking in your head were you like oh, okay i've got that one that represents this emotion that one that's quite quirky or do you just like base it on instagram likes no um i based it on what is going to sell what is going to be my personal quirk just to add a bit more personality to it and how i can create the whole journey for the visitor Mm. yeah so the the whole exhibition was almost sold out and i had um uh made to order prints as well so it was yeah, I think that was kind of, if you want to measure su- success, I think that was quite successful. Yeah, cool. Where was that? And what was what was the... Um, it was at Kinokuniya uh, Bookshop, you know. Oh, yes. They, they had the front uh, space. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Great. When's your next one? Uh, so at the time, I was also approached by a museum in, in Paris. Oh, so, my gosh. So good. Um, so before that, I also had uh, like a part, uh, like a group exhibition in Paris and was featured in the Liberation, one one of the kind of biggest independent newspaper in the, in Paris, uh, in France. But no, no, no more exhibition for me for now. Um, it's uh, 
It's a lot of hard work putting up an exhibition. Mm, it is a lot of uh, very labor intensive. Yes, it definitely um definitely seems like it. We had a guest on uh, David Meggs Hook. His name is uh, Meggs. Is his uh, sort of uh, yeah his nickname? But uh, he was on the podcast. He's uh, Australian born uh, graffiti artist. Mm. Lives in in uh, California. Um, uh, LA area and um yeah he's had a lot of shows and um I I follow his work and it's same thing like him and and others that I know mm. um who are just like painting and creating <laughs> like day and night yeah. it's 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 mental um but I guess that's all part of it so what are you doing um, when you're not doing this what am I doing yeah. oh um i I like I yep. love reading um if i can I can just spend my life doing one thing that would be mm. reading what what books are we talking about um all sorts I think um lately I have been just very addicted to like a more kind of psychological mm. writing i mean like psychological research writing you know right. um Macam Gladwell nice. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And so you um, have been a year out of working full-time. Yeah. And so what would your main source of income be now? Oh, still still graphic design. Um, still designing, okay. But yes. In a, in a freelance capacity, is that correct? Yes, definitely. Cool. Just trying to balance things out as well. You, you can't just do one thing in your life, right? You have totally. to do different, diverse things. Yeah. And so where where would you envision um the next year look looking like for mundane matters? Oh, that is you can't really tell the future, right? Mm. I think. Um, what would you aspire? Aspire. Okay. Yeah. Um I think I feel that up till now the the journey of Monday Matter has just begun, mm. and I think the past year um, was for for me to find out where my heart lies in this project, and when I try to work out from all the stories that I have been documenting, um, it, it emerged to me that I feel I'm responsible as a human being to help make a sustainable future for for our environment for our planet so um i think that is definitely the direction i'm going for mm. um and i think that monday matters can't stop any like say coal coal or, or, or oil production but at least just being so mundane um hopefully it can inspire um, some kind of considered behavioral changes that will benefit our environment yeah and um and this can be as simple as you know saving uh, an imperfect lemon from the bean or or just eating and shopping ethically um there's so many things we know that we can do but because we think that we're so busy so uh, so we have the privi- privilege to do things that are actually damaging our environment mm. so this is definitely the direction um i'm moving towards for the rest of the year yeah that definitely seems to be a, a big message that you are uh, portraying out there. It's the sustainable 
um, eating and consumption mm. and the um, awareness, I guess, of, of um, how it affects the, the environment, which, um, which I think almost um, isn't, isn't heard immediately from what you do, mm. but I guess it's almost part of it. It's like they get drawn in by the beauty of the art, mm. but then when they look into the reason why and how mm. you've created these beautiful sculptures and that they have a very quick lifespan because you eat them immediately. Um, <laughs> like, I think, yeah, I think that's, it's a really clever way of doing it. You know, it's, it's reminding me actually of, um, Jimmy Niggles, who we had on, on the show as well, where he, um, he started growing a beard, mm. a, a majestic beard, I might add, um, <laughs> that um, became a, a, a conversation starter Wow! to help people become more aware to get a skin check because one of mm. his best mates um, passed away through skin cancer. Right. And so him and his friends decided to grow a beard. And I think it's just that, yeah, it's, you know, it's that idea Mm-mm. met, it's 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 the idea met with with um a a message that seems to be not having the attention it needs mm. um but when brought to life with um i guess uh in a in a very somewhat disconnected at first it is the disruption that we all need mm. um a quick one that I'll just quickly ask you before we kind of wind down now is mm. imagine uh, there's a, a Sally and Sam who are, you know, 18, 19, 20, yeah. uh, you know, they are very much um, early stage in their careers and learning about which direction and path they want to pursue. Um, and then you also have the, um, you know, the, the Lucas and the Jane and, you know, they're in their thirties, but perhaps they've kind of got, got quite an established, uh, secure in a way career. Mm. Um, with these people, I think both of them can really resonate with how you have tackled and, and, and admire how you've tackled, um, your transition. What advice can you give to people who are feeling a bit lost um mm, okay you know how how would they i don't know what, what would one thing be that they could start is it just to create to try new things like without thinking too much about it like what what would you say they could do um just you can edit you can edit this right because my cat is going to scream go for it okay i want to i want to keep him in there oh no one second. <laughs> As you can hear, this is a cat food. This is the first time we've had a cat on the show, guys. Okay, I'm back. How exciting. Yes. So this is my normal life um, during the day. She Love it. She yeah. will just cry for, for food. Um, yes, but back to your question. Um, mm. I think I I was I was like that. Um, well, I think sometimes being lost is just comes in wave. Mm. I think even sometimes I still feel what what am I doing? 
but um but when you think of of a big picture where you you find the meaning and the purpose of yourself as part of the member of this world what what you truly want to do what your heart wants to do rather than rather than trying to find a um a way say for example being creative but what is the reason of being creative doing art creating things for you yeah i think it's more the the reason that mm. and the purpose that we find in ourselves that can guide us through all those you know doubt and uncertainty yeah for sure and i think there's also just that element of experimenting as well and it's okay not to know everything mm. um it's not like a f- secret formula as such um you know there's a there's a there's a magic in what you create that in any any in any creation actually when you start you have a vision in your mind but how it ends up being yeah at the end is that is 99% of the times very different very different <laughs> Um, and I think that's there's something in that that we can apply to to lifestyle design mm. um, within ourselves. Um, and I also had a thought: what what do your parents think now about your oh somewhat somewhat success? I would say. Oh, you know, I just talked to my dad today, um, and he wasn't very happy. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> and um, well, did you tell him you're going to be on the giant thing this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I. I <laughs> I told mom that oh yeah tonight I've got a, a um, podcast interview and so and we were skyping and and she was like oh what is that um and and when are you <laughs> going to be on a magazine and I said mom I have been on magazine like you know lots of yeah. online publications already and she was like oh really uh you never show it to me <laughs> so I was like oh mom I'm really just focusing on you know talking to you and wondering how you are um oh there you go yeah but um i That's think they funny. they are they they are happy with uh, what, what i'm doing but not happy with what i'm doing as well <laughs> life is hard <laughs> yeah oh, i think it's it's so funny you say that only because um you know i taught my dad how to use google docs recently <gasps> oh and and he was just so amazed by that like he just couldn't believe it that he could use that on the computer and on his phone yeah and it would sync which um i think i think your your parents certainly would understand the gravity of the monster amount that you've been featured in i mean mm. i mean <laughs> come on like what do we got here like Food Network US, Better Homes and Garden, NTV Turkey, Huffington Post Japan, Monoto One TV Iran, Peru, Apple Daily Taiwan. I mean, seriously, the list I think goes on and I on. I think it's just the internet. You know, with internet, uh, I think the sky is the limit. It's, it's just our, totally. our imagination and I'm sure everyone can achieve it but but why do we achieve it and you know what that what what that kind of um thing give us i think is another question totally yeah i mean i'm just going to quickly look at your instagram right and you've got 15000.7 so 
that's ignore me. Um, fifteen thousand seven hundred. Sorry, it's just showed up as fifteen point seven k. So imagine almost sixteen thousand people in a room. Yeah, like it's sometimes we can discount how many people <laughs> they are because we look at followers as just numbers, mm-hmm. but. You know, I'd like to think that your followers are true followers of you, are real human beings, and um, such an achievement. So I'm, I'm, I'm so amazed with what you've done. So um, a question I ask most of my guests: mm. um, if you could travel back in time for thirty seconds and speak to Junior Dan Ling, mm. uh, perhaps the Dan Ling finishing high school, what would you tell her? I think I'm just going to give her a high five. Oh, no words. No. I like it. Yeah, you don't need words. <laughs> you're you're something else. <laughs> and mind you, to those listening, as I'm as I'm chatting with Dan Ling, um, uh, this is over over a Skype call. But uh, sh- she has her image, her avatar image is her with a a unicorn, <laughs> a a cone on her forehead. And the light is hitting her, and then the the shadow looks like a unicorn. It's truly fascinating. Um, so, Danling, who has been a, an impactful giant thinker in your life? Uh, the person you know who has inspired you to think bigger and dig deeper in helping you reach your full potential. Can I say, like, uh, my partner? <laughs> of course, you can say anything you want. You can. You could say your partner and your cat. Yeah. Oh no, my cat just wants <laughs> me to feed her. But <laughs> definitely, my partner. I think um, without her support and and guidance, I wouldn't. I would probably give up many things mm. long time ago. Um, although we've only been together for uh, two and a half years. Um, and that's a, that's still quite a substantial amount of time. Yeah, but like the whole journey was just so inspiring because. Um, mm. She is someone who is so critical and analytical. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is that she is not in the in my field, which um, allows her to see things from a, a completely different and inspiring perspective, which um, it's we're always, always discussing mm. things. And, um, and I just find it like a lot of things you, you, when you discuss with someone who is like her, you, you have just so many sparks in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So important to have that support network as well. Um, but that that special person to to um, kick your ass, kick your ass. Yeah, be a soundboard. Tell it, yeah. tell it how it is, right? And be honest, yeah. but at the same time, you know, loving and all that good stuff. So, um, what's next for you and everything you're involved in this year and beyond? Um, I think I'm just going to do my pictures as I'm going to now, um, cause it's still eight. So that's a, that's a good timing to, to post. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> how, how many are you doing by the way? Like per, per week? Are you doing a set amount each week or? Um, I'm just doing one a day, um, except Sunday, which I, I just relax and read my books. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And the rest, I will just let the universe guide me to where I should be. Amazing. Yeah. What about you? Me? Oh. Yeah. Oh, we were just about to wrap up. Um, oh. What's next for me and <laughs> everything yeah. I'm involved in? Um, I'm like reading the question back to myself. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> uh, 
It's funny you ask. I am, I'm going to release my second book this year. Oh. Um, I say this year as if it's like fresh, but like that's a kick up the bum to myself because it's already June, um, June, July, and I aim to release it in August, September yep. and go on a USA tour over October, November. Wow, that's exciting. It's about um, how to find a mentor. your mentor. How to get a mentor. Yeah. I will definitely get you a copy. Um, yeah, yeah. So lots of work there as well. Um, while I, mm. very much like you, Dan Ling, work um, as a freelance uh, contract designer, um, full-time hours. And, you know, it's just what you got to do. You got to juggle, got to make it work for you. Mm. But um that's what's that's what's happening. So, um, how can listeners get in touch with you online? Um, I'm on uh, Instagram called Monday Matters with a underscore between Monday and Matters, and uh, also you can find me on MondayMatters.co. Uh, email address is on the website, and the blog would be a good read for some. Or you can also sign up my newsletter, which I sent out. Um, Every month, just about a roundup of things that I discovered. Amazing. Interesting things. Yeah. So good. So that's uh, mundane underscore matters for uh, Dan Ling's Instagram handle and mundanematters.co. Yes. For the URL. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Dan Ling, for your transparency, your reflections, um, for hanging out with me here and everyone listening. It was such a great joy to have you on the show and i wish you tons and tons and tons of success and cannot wait to see what comes up next oh, in your world thank you so much um thanks so, so much for having me and my cat <laughs> what's your cat's name uh she's all white and she is staring at me because we are talking about her um what's her name her name is color 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 is like yeah like 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 color yeah, yeah, but she's all white because yeah, she needs a bit of color in her life. And here I am trying to give her a colorful life. That is so <laughs> interesting and bizarre, but amazing. <laughs> yeah. Goodness me. All right, guys, you have to check out her her art. Dan Ling, once again, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it'll all make sense when you see her Instagram mundane underscore matters thanks dan ling thank you ram bye-bye there you have it giants how powerful and amazing was that i loved dan ling's openness and willingness to share her self-discoveries make sure to send her some love on instagram i'm sure she would really appreciate that now to change up the pace here's a sneak peek into our next guest she has spent over 25 years guiding self-employed creatives and is the author of seven books, including The Designer's Guide to Marketing and Pricing and The Creative Professional's Guide to Money. She is the founder of marketing-mentor.com and also has a creative live workshop titled Command the Fees You Deserve. She's been featured on entrepreneur.com, Inc. Mag, The New York Times, Washington Post, how mag and many more so stay tuned for that one before you race off as mentioned at the beginning of the episode i really do highly recommend you check out fresh books if you're a small business owner 
especially if you're a freelancer. I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't think it would be valuable for you. Another feature that I love about FreshBooks is that it sends late payment reminders to your clients automatically, which means you're not chasing them down for a follow-up. To be brutally honest, us designers and creatives are simply not numbers people. And this cloud-based accounting platform was created for us. FreshBooks is offering a month of unrestricted use to all Giant Thinkers listeners, totally free right now. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash giant and enter giant thinkers in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, that's freshbooks.com slash giant. Alrighty, that's all from me. I hope that you were able to draw something from this episode the way that Dan Ling shared her unique perspective of the world is something that has lifted me up and given me food for thought. That was a nice little pun for you there, just subtly. I'd like to leave you now with this last thought from our conversation that ideas are much more important than skills or techniques. Focus on your imagination and go from there. (laughs) 